Welcome to Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes the, the early, early 2000s. 2000s. And the voice you're hearing is mine, and I am Tommy, the trashiest, iciest, meatloafiest man you can ever think of. And I'm joined on my left by the big sniff. That's me. How you doing out there? And looking directly in the eyes is uh, Johnny Bizarro, the junk man sorrow. How bizarre. And then on my right, as the prettiest corner always is, is Miss Eerie Kiri. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome into the podcast. I love you guys. It's nice to see you. We've got a great vibe going today. It's beautiful outside. Yeah, you know what got the vibe going? Our fun little game. That's right. <laughs> we played so some we, games. Yes, game. we played Happy Salmon. Uh, Kiri, why don't you go ahead and explain this game a little bit? <laughs> so Happy Salmon, it's a really fun interactive game where you have your cards. You're trying to get rid of your cards by somebody else doing the same nonverbal or not motion, but you're also verbalizing like what the motion is. Um, and when you match your cards, you put them down in the middle. You want to get rid of your cards first. But there's a really fun function with the switcheroo. And the boys quickly found with switcheroo, sometimes it helps you and sometimes it doesn't. That's the thing. You're all excited because you matched with someone. But then, uh-oh, now I have all their cards. That's right. And they have more than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of uh, happy, happy, excuse me, hungry, hungry hippos in the <laughs> sense. Happy, happy hippos. You know, they're happy too. I mean, I'm yeah. happy when I'm hungry. Or I'm happy. I'm happy when I I'm eat. Hungry. When I'm eating, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it reminds me of that chaos. Like, you know, you're getting everything set up. And then as soon as the game starts and you say go, everyone's like, I got to yeah. do this. Like, you know, it's this uh, sense of urgency that makes yeah. it really, really fun. I feel like happy, happy hippos would be like a much more fun game. Everyone's just like shaking hands and just like. <laughs> Congratulations! Nobody wants great. that. You yeah. wanna, you want the chaos. Yeah, that's what. Uh, I want the X factor. You want blood. Yeah. Blood. How have you never played it? Do you guys have any uh, favorite childhood board games? You guys ever played Crossfire? Candyland. You know, oh really my like god, fellow. The song what? for Crossfire. Yeah. Do you remember that? Of course. Crossfire. Crossfire. You'll get caught up in love. Crossfire. Wow. Crossfire. It's like a weird. Post-apocalyptic landscape where life is won and lost. I had a game I, of. I played it with my fire. brother sometimes, but the one I really remember was uh, um, a game of a game of wits, Battleship. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I played you Battleship. You sunk yeah. my battleship. I, I cheated mm-hmm. all the time in that game. Not surprised. You know, <laughs> it's not oh. a good win when you cheat. <sighs> I don't care. Did you have like the um like the cool like '90s one that yeah. like, actually spoke out yeah. loud? It talked and it made sound effects and it, yeah, and that's what it would say every time you started up. It would say a game of wits, battleship. Is, is that that's like cheater proof? Yeah, because yeah. it, it knows where your battleship is. I don't. Yeah, it has to. I think I don't know how it works. Key, but favorite board game, Othello. Othello. That's like mm-hmm. a Go or Kinda something like, like that. Ch- Chuckers, but cooler. Better. It's like black and white, right? Yeah. Then you, you flip like, it over. Yes. The that's a fun one. Game. Yeah. I, yeah, would, you know, I was a... I was raised to think. <laughs> that's right. I was a sorry guy. I loved sorry. I loved You're sorry. still kind of a sorry human being. <laughs> I'll tell you, the only thing <laughs> I remember... not loving. I'm just, the only kidding. thing I remember about Sorry, the board game, was the commercial with a bunch of like dumpy kids being sorry. like, Sorry. And it was just like, I don't know. Such a, a bunch of Johns, a bunch of young Johns. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just like getting in someone's face and being all like antagonistic. That's freaking me out. That, that's like an Aphex Twin music video. Um, I don't know. I Before we get into this episode, which is, we should very soon, um, I did have a funny story. I was telling a coworker, a coworker of ours um, about how uh, 
one time I was, uh, was hooking up with a girl, and I went nice. to... Nice. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Um, I went to grab what I thought was a Her, condom. I went to grab what I thought was a condom out of my uh, night drawer, my, my, what do you call them? Nightstand? Nightstand. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed a uh, Wendy's ketchup packet instead. <laughs> How did that work out? She was cool. It wasn't the you first opened time. opened it? I just threw it right on there, you know? I hope yeah. you like some ketchup on your hot dog. Yeah. She was like, where's the spicy something, you know? Like, <sighs> I mean, that way she could feel it, too, you know? Oh. But, uh, no, that, that was something I, I told someone at work earlier, and I, I thought it was something funny that I could say. That's a good embarrass story. myself on the podcast again. Can we go around real quick and tell an embarrassing story about each other? But remember, I'm not good at that game. Oh, yeah. Johnny? So uh, I don't know if either of you guys, I think you, you might have, um, have mm-hmm. seen this movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, there's a bunch of these scary monster clowns that come from another planet that are, like, killing people and drinking their blood. Huh. But all of these clowns are men, except for these two lady clowns Mm. and there's a scene where these two horny guys are like oh no these clowns are gonna get us but then they're like hot clown (laughs) monsters and their boobs inflate and it was a very confusing scenario for (laughs) young john to watch these clown women have these breasts that are expanding and have two like guys who are pretty much i don't know like uh, heroes um being sexually attracted to the monster and i was watching this as a kid it was a very weird time in my sexual development to be watching this thing mm-hmm. it was so bewildering and that's why i can't get off unless someone's painted <laughs> like a clown <laughs> that's why i like ronald mcdonald so much wow, so the first sense. time i got the feeling i think i was like five or six and it was jose canseco Hey! Whoa! <laughs> Bash Brothers, our own well, Oakland um, A's. Jose yeah, Canseco. there was an A's game playing, and um, he went up to the bat, and I felt funny down there. He was a hunk. his bat. Yeah, Jose Canseco was fucking ruling the world at the time. Mm-hmm. He had a home run bounce off his head one time. It Wait. wasn't going to be a home run, but it bounced off yeah. his head and then went out over the I think I saw that into video. the outfield. Yeah, <laughs> what a goof. Yes. Yes, he is. I have a sexual development story as well now that you guys are all Please talking about share. it. Spill Everyone. It. For some reason, and I want to preface this with the fact that I don't have any kind of sexual kink related to this kind of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. I don't. Proceed. Mm-hmm. But, okay, you remember the movie The Witches? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Angelica Houston? Yeah, I think. I yes, don't know. Yes, she was the main witch. You're, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Teats. The Mice. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Wait, yes. You were attracted to the mice? No, no, no. When I was a kid, <laughs> and the, those two boys get caught, you know, by the little fucking ugly ass witches, mm-hmm. and then she turns them into like rats or whatever. Right. Fucking turned me on. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I thought transformations scared you. I, like I don't know. I think it was because of like the domination aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Really? It was hot to me when I was a kid. But again, I didn't know. I was just like, why do I feel like all fucking like this feeling that at the time you don't know what to call it. No, it just feels funny. So it didn't matter to you that the witches were terrifying monsters with prosthetic face makeup. It it was was just like You liked the fact that a a woman was dominating a man. Or a boy, excuse me. Yeah, because... A male was dominating... uh, Excuse uh, me, a female (laughs) was dominating a man. Well, don't... You don't gotta say it like that. Yeah, come on. We got Tom. <laughs> Tom over here is fucking laughing like a jackal. Why don't you spill it? What was uh? What was your one of your early sexual awakenings? I've already told mine multiple times. No, no, no. I no. haven't heard it. 
What um, was the first thing that was made you get that little tingle? Yeah, the who's tingle. Your host my my first tingle, I think, was God. This sounds dumb, but um, Twin Peaks. My dad used to watch it when we were kids. And There's a lot of tingly moments in Twin Peaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, when she does, she puts the little. The, the cherry in your mouth and she ties, ties in a knot ties in a knot of that course was... yours is normal well you don't know about the rest of it oh. I um, think when the midget came out and talked backwards you got a big boner yeah that, that's just sorry little person <laughs> <laughs> no you can't say midget anymore but the rest is I accurate. appreciate you correcting yeah. and, and oh, being sorry. like you know yeah I forget um, no but that I'm trying to do better correcting yeah. oneself and yeah exactly Moving was it Laura forward? Palmer she was who unbelievably no no not Laura Palmer the other one the the, the one who does the 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 cherry in the leather jacket was her friend huh mm. Mm, I don't know well Laura Palmer was a big big a what she was uh, a busy one uh, <laughs> she had a lot of sex <laughs> nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that. Anyway, and look where we all are now. Look at How us. How about that? We've come so far. And you know what we came so far for? The Hitchhiker. Is The Hitchhiker. And we're doing uh, an episode that I picked, which is called Tough Guys Don't Whine. I believe this is season mm-hmm. six, episode two. Mm-hmm. And this is our new uh, family member's first adventure into the buns of The Hitchhiker, the a.k.a. Strip. Pedge Flecker. Was it Fletcher? Yeah. Flecker. Fletcher. Fletcher. <laughs> we've not really done a bad one of the Hitchhiker, have we, Johnny? Oh, yeah. We've done some bad Hitchhikers. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right, probably. I mean, we've done a lot of good ones, but there's definitely some bad ones. Some good ones, if you just want to take a little trip down memory lane, we got, of course, uh, Gary Busey's WGOD. One of the first episodes we did. Well, our very first one was also very nice, the uh, legendary Billy B. One of the best, one of the most top-rated episodes of the of the show. I'm sorry. Um, but again, this is uh, season six, episode two. I believe this came out, do you remember what year it came out? Me? Yeah. Uh, you, no, I usually don't check the year. The, the, I mean, sometimes I'll get the episode, but um, usually um, I just like to kind of put my feet up and then go, go on the This was 1990, uh, September 28th. Holy shit, I was born 10 days before this came out. So did you watch it? I, t- <laughs> I tuned in. You remember then, right? I flew out of my mom's womb and I grabbed the remote and tumbled over and turned it on. I picture you still with your beard and bald head just doing this. <laughs> like George Lopez show style, baby, with the, the adult you're, You come out and you're, you're like, like oh. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. You're like, it was hot in there. <laughs> you look the exact same. Can I also be holding a cigar? Yeah. <laughs> like the baby from like the cartoons, like the ones like the from bad like guy. Uh, or at least from Framing Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or Who Framed Roger? I didn't like that baby. He's a tough guy, baby. Yeah, I didn't like him. All right, you're you're entitled to your opinion. All right, so let's set up. Um, so we're we're ready to talk about it. Let's set up uh, some some drinking game rules. Let's do it. And we're gonna do a new format, sort of, where we're all gonna do one and pass it around, so we're not all knocking them out for everyone else. And I will um, have John start. Oh, okay. So uh, my first drinking game rule is every time someone holds a gun to someone else's head. Good one. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is anytime someone is wearing a robe or you see a robe drink kimonos count by the way mm-hmm. What's um well it's your thing as well too it's the gold gun in particular that he has i'd say any gun there's a lot of because there's a shotgun there's a couple scenarios that happen i mean do you really want to limit your drinks um, like that tom you know you know what i'll do one that's like only a one-off 
Every time we see a motorcycle inside of an apartment, basically. <laughs> Did All you right. notice that? Yeah. Okay. Coop, do you got any drinking game rules? Every time you see a leather or denim jacket. Mm, or pants. Can we do pants too? Because she was wearing pants. Sure. Can yes. I do one more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have to waterfall beers the entire time there's mayonnaise on Alan Thicke's face. <laughs> 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 yes. Any last uh, rules before we get into it? I think we covered good. Uh, since it's uh, Kiri and Coop's first time doing this, we made Maiden them watch. Voyage. Yeah, we mm-hmm. made them watch the intro just because I feel like the intro is an important part of watching the show as a whole. Um, and of course, the mm-hmm. intro for the Hitchhiker is uh, the Hitchhiker, Mr. Paige Fletcher, um, hitching around. Yeah. And uh, I, they didn't agree with our assessment of his buns, but we, we might have hyped it up a little bit too much. I don't think so. <laughs> I thought his buns were fine, but I think Kiri's the real judge on men's asses. Bullshit. I was unimpressed. I can judge mm. men's, and buns. that's a damning. It was, it was average. I, I think mean, the thing you wouldn't really... if you saw that guy walking by in the street, you wouldn't have been like. I think I probably would have found it a t- scooch nicer if y'all hadn't played it up like it was something to be like, yeah, that's appreciated. John, you were expecting it to be clapping I was, as you walked is, down Yeah, I was expecting something gorgeous and instead it was something like, oh, okay. The I, thing that I really sorry. appreciate about his buns is the fold underneath the He's the got cheek. great fold. Yeah. So it's, I don't know how, like... I think I've, that's just really well-fitting jeans. Well, that's what I'm saying. What cut is that? Like, you know, like, it's like... <laughs> Where do really get that cut? Yeah. John's got to know. He wants to be rocking it. I'm just yeah. saying, I mean, I would not even be able Skin to do tight. those jeans justice. But what I'm saying is, like, it's... I'll show you a still frame. Like, maybe maybe having it in okay. motion was too distracting so, for you guys. you can obviously it tell how much the men are hyping this up. And I have to say, subpar. Please check it out and agree with me. No, I want to hear about it. Maybe what? when you post the episode, you can post a still. All I'm saying is... I think we should do, a po- like, a poll. All I'm saying yeah. is... Okay. No kid in the Midnight Society is wearing jeans like that. No R.L. Stein. Good Lord, hope, hope they're not. No R.L. Stein. No David Bowie. Maybe David Bowie. I'm <laughs> oh, saying, absolutely David right? Bowie. Some wearing. leggings. Well, okay. David Bowie's I'm just going saying that as far as, uh, you know, anthology show hosts go, I mean. It looked like a nice firm, but. it Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think and, so. And I okay. feel like if I go to like Target or, or Old Navy, I go in there, I'm saying, Where's the hitchhiker cut that I want? <laughs> Ask an associate next time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Imagine Excuse if me. Forrest Whitaker was wearing those jeans. He when couldn't. he's hiding underneath the car. <laughs> you know what's really interesting, actually? I do have Forrest Whitaker in my notes. I put, not a fan of this host, dash, makes Forrest Whitaker not look so bad. Okay, okay. well, let's start. Straight from my notes. I'm already upset. Go for it, Tom. Um, so, yeah, we got Paige Fletcher, who is our narrator, and he is talking to us um, about... Um, I don't know what exactly his job is. Well, okay, so so the episode starts out. Um, well, this episode stars Alan Thicke, um, and I was talking. R.I.P. Is, is he dead? I think he is. I don't know. I don't know if he is. Okay, never mind. Um, but <laughs> the thing with Alan Thicke is obviously I he think was he the might dad. Be. He thick. I think. Well, he's the dad from what uh, growing, growing pains. Growing pains. Yeah. But I was explaining to Tom he also is a musician, and he's written like a on- son. Yeah, he died in 2016. He's written um, a couple theme songs for other uh, sitcom, mm. you know, television shows, including one of my favorite uh, songs, um, "Who's the Boss." Really? Um, I'll drop the song in right here. There's a time for love and a time for living. 
That song was dope. I love that song that so, so much. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Nostalgia. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's the star of this uh, episode, and I kind of enjoy that. He's playing a much different tone than I'm familiar with seeing yeah. him in, you know? I like to see an actor's range. And there's a campiness to his performance that it's appropriate and it's fun. Definitely. Are we at the beginning already? So, yeah, we're just starting to get into it. So I have so, no fucking idea what's going on. Okay, so Alan Thicke, Alan Thicke plays yeah. a character named uh, Mickey Black. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was just looking at my notes and I was like, we should call him Thicky Black. Uh, oh, I like it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Thicky Black, uh, I think he is a um, director of um, like action films. I don't think they make it very clear in the beginning. I'm they like, really is he don't. a reporter? Well, okay. Is he so, a the first, journalist? the very first scene is he's doing an interview with a reporter, and this reporter seems to be doing yeah. something of a smear interview mm-hmm. like where she's basically like accusing him of doing like hyper like violent uh, movies and things yeah. that like promote violence can i just point out that early on um he hosted a couple of uh of shows one of them is called animal crack ups which i think you would like a lot coop it's Alan like uh, did? america's funny some videos with animals yeah, yeah. yeah. animal crap up <laughs> <laughs> We're Sorry. keeping that in. Animal Go ahead. Crap up. So and I then like he he, uh, he hosted shit. a television version of the board game Pictionary. Wait, mm. Alan Thick. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wait, I think I remember that actually, the Pictionary one. And then he also did. Wait, wait. Was, was that in called, like the '90s? Was it called yep. Teen yes, it was. Win Loser Draw? Uh, n- no, it was okay. literally <laughs> called Animal Crack Ups and and then Pictionary. And then the other one was uh, he hosted this show called All Three. All threes news a crowd on the game show network. If you guys remember that one, nope. Hmm. I still like animal crack ups. That's that's fun to me. <laughs> Not almost as good as animal crap ups. Yeah. Ha, 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 Fuck ha, off. Ha, ha. We'll check it out ah, after the app. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, the episode starts out where he's doing an interview with this woman, and she is she's like, "So what's going on? Um, do you think that shooting somebody or beating somebody is the only way to prove masculinity?" And she's basically insinuating that he's doing this really gratuitous um, action and violent movies and that that somehow is making a statement about something. He but hates feminism. He Okay, so yeah, he definitely has a hostility towards women, I feel like. Um, but Was was this... I, I, when I, the first time I watched the episode, I thought that it was like... Um, this was like a, a scene from a movie. I thought this was like staged, and then it is okay. So for if you if the, well, for the what listeners. I mean like her, she doesn't know this is staged. No, is that what I'm? Is am that's, I wrong? That's accurate. So okay. this interviewer, she's interviewing him in like a 
like a back alley for some reason. He's like, yeah, I'll do an interview, but we're going to do it back here by these dumpsters. <laughs> and uh, during the interview, when she's accusing him of like being too like macho and like, you know, using gun violence and stuff like that, all of a sudden a shooting like breaks out between oh, yeah. that'll happen. Apparent, I don't know, like uh, street. <laughs> people guys yeah and uh streeties as soon as the as soon as the shooting breaks out um you know they all hide behind a dumpster and he's like how do you like it now it's like maybe it's good to have the gun and be you know macho or whatever oh and that's Uh that's a gold gun over the gold gun that's right yeah the gold gun is where it's at man and i appreciate that it's small it is it's dainty it is but you know that that's like it still makes you more macho like like james bond with his pp7 yeah, true. But the man with the golden gun. Ah, yeah, that, I, I thought that multiple times as I was watching it. Yeah. Well, well it's like you know, it's like I got nothing to prove. I got a little gun, but I got a big cock down there. Or you have a little cock and a little gun. Yeah. Dude, his name is Alan Thick for a reason. He's got a fat old swinger, dude. <laughs> How sad would it be to have a last name like that and not have a good one? Oh my you god! Imagine pulling it out and be like, more like Alan Thin. <laughs> Thin and short. Thin and short. Put some Tabasco sauce on it. <laughs> I, don't I thought you was ketchup. Uh, it's only Wendy's ketchup, and trust me, it doesn't work very well. Oh dear. Well, the, the, so I guess he he orchestrated this whole like uh, you know shootout to prove a point of some kind, but you're not really sure what the point is that he's trying to make. He's trying to be like, listen, you were all aggressive towards me, and then when the, the going got tough, all of a sudden you're, you hiding, wanted, behind you're hiding behind me. Yeah, mm. exactly. And then, you know, the guy comes over and is like, how'd that look? Pretty good? You know, this fucking jabroni, whoever it is. <laughs> One of his goons. One of his goons. <laughs> um, I, I How did you think about Alan Thicke in this episode? Just, just a, a broad topic real quick, like... I like his acting just in general. Like I just, his character was like pretty unlikable. It was supposed to be like that. Yeah. 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 That's the whole thing. Like, so from what the hitchhiker says about, you know, his opening and closing, like little statements or whatever, his little bits that he says, he's, uh, he basically says that he, that this director guy like fabricates his own reality and he lives in this fake reality of these movies that he directs. And, you know, he basically is like, when you live in this fake reality, you know, sometimes life will get the better of you or, you know, whatever his little cute remark is. And I think that's kind of the little journey that we go on where you see somebody who starts losing touch with reality and starts thinking he's like an action star and, you know, his actions have no repercussions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 he truly lives by that, too, because, like, he goes to this... The next thing we have is the, the bar scene. Yeah, he goes... Okay, so Mickey, or Thicky, um, he goes scouting for locations. Uh, he he there, I mean, a location scout is a job, but yeah. he decides to do it himself. This man... He doesn't want to pay anyone. middle man. I got to say this, especially... Uh, and not to uh, make this um, tie... What's the fucking word? I don't know the word. Uh... You know, this is a timeless podcast, but while we're recording this, we're coming out of COVID a time times. period. Yeah, I think you're saying you don't want to make it too dated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever the listener is listening to this, but anyway, like that bar in arcade, I was watching that and I was like, oh, I want to go there. I want. Did you see the name bar. of the game they were playing? Something like Smashy Boys. Oh no! Come on now, like well, it's Double Dragon. Double Dragon. I couldn't see it. I'm watching this on YouTube. That's 240 fucking... Uh, I watched it four times, I, and I paused every <laughs> single time. So I'm surprised at you, Coop. Normally you pay extra to get that clear view. I couldn't... I don't think it was available. Oh. Unless I want to go out and try to buy the DVD. 
And anyway, made me want to go to the bar. It made me want to go to a bar with an arcade. Um, did this... Okay, keep going, Johnny. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, so they uh, so he goes to scout locations. He goes to this sketchy bar, and uh, before he even steps in, we kind of get a little glimpse of these uh, street toughs, these little uh, these thug guys who are in the middle of like a drug deal. And uh, we one guy's a little short on his money. Well, yeah, so they're they're okay, so they're putting together some type of drug deal, and the uh, there's the main thug. His name is James, and he's like, "All right, it's gonna be two thousand bucks." And the guy's like, "Oh, come on, man." He's like, "All right." 1800 I would love this guy's my drug dealer. I'd be like, shit, really? I just knocked off 200 bucks off this fucking easy. thing? Well, not that I ever do drugs. So so that's what was a little confusing about what the what exactly was going on. Like, we understand that there was a drug deal, but what it, later on, somebody mm. takes drugs out of the Double Dragon Arcade. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they were planning to, like, trick this guy or, like, they just didn't, like, set it up or some, some scene got cut. But... We're led to believe that there's this drug deal going down, and somebody uh, gets freaked out as soon as Alan Thicke walks in because he's like scoping out the joint. He's like, "Okay, all I had right. a big issue here. What's up? Let's hear." So it's a bar, right? Yeah. Right. Door is unlocked. Mm-hmm. A patron walks in, and everyone loses their mind. <laughs> yeah, instead of doing a backdoor deal, this is a what front door fuck? deal. Yeah, the guy buying drugs says, "I thought you said this was like a." Like a whatever. Yeah, I think. And he runs away, and everyone runs up to this guy. And if I was like, I'd be like, why didn't you lock the fucking door? You know? It's a bar. I want a drink. Yeah. I'm coming in. Anybody could come in anytime. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is it a private club? Lock the door, you fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. What? What? Uh, I would click. And it's not like you're walking into like the Hells Angels clubhouse or something. It's a just a bar with arcade games and a pool table. What drug do you think the guy's... What drug do you think those guys were dealing? What was hot in 1990? <laughs> Tom looks at John. Heroin. <laughs> yeah, it looked right directly John in the eyes. It's got to be heroin, right? No. The 80s are over. That we're in cocaine. the grunge. Mm-hmm. It's heroin. Yes, heroin. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it's heroin. Yeah. I mean, that's jo- where- John was in the background of that scene. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, okay. Dude, $200 off? I didn't get that. <laughs> Just real quick, a, a question about this bar. So, there's the... Um, I don't know. The, uh, there's four people in the bar. One of them is the girlfriend of the drug dealer, and she is a go-go dancer? That's what I was wondering. But, okay. like, very covered. Is she... Yeah. Okay, was she dancing for, like, fun, like, for, like, recreational purposes, or was she dancing, like, that's her job, and she's there to entertain people I, with dancing? I interpret it as fun. Like, she's just, like, shaking that I ass. I agree, because there's she wasn't no on the one pole. there She was near not. the pole. Yeah, and there's not a single was there person a pole? there who wasn't mm-hmm. there was working. There was a pole, yeah. Everyone's Keep, there, quote-unquote, working. When Key and I watched Double it drugs dancing. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about those, those leather. I love, I know, I was going to wear them today, but it's too warm. Oh, yeah. She was wearing skin-tight leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper's wearing them instead. I am. Yeah. And I feel fine. There's no bulge in the front. Uh-oh. It's just balls. <laughs> so so yeah, this, this woman's name is Penny, and mm-hmm. she comes uh, to play uh, a significant role a little bit later. But as far as the drug deal goes down... Yeah, as soon as they get eyes on Alan Thicke, they're like, oh, no, this dude's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't uh, do himself any favors in this situation, too. Well, right? He's such a mouthy little wanker. He's yeah. not intimidated yeah. at all. And, like, I think that's kind of, like, what they're getting at is that he cannot, like, gauge when he's out of his element. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's too cool for school because he's, like, got this reputation as this director. He's this white-collar person who is, like, in this world mm-hmm. that he's not used to, but he thinks he can uh, dictate. And, and he... 
because he's a director, he doesn't, he's not able to. I don't know. Um, but that's the thing. I feel like um, that definitely was um, setting the tone for the relationship that he's going to be having with her. How about uh, her hair? Beautiful. We loved her hair. Remember we were watching Kiri yesterday? Oh, yeah. Her hair is... Voluminous. Yeah. She reminded me of somebody I, I used to date. <laughs> I've never dated anyone that looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never dated anyone. Well, okay. So the, the reason he's on the ground is because one of the thugs, like, um, he's upset that uh, he just botched his uh, drug deal. So he hits him in the balls with his uh, pool cue, or uh, his pool stick, rather. Mm-hmm. And he's it's a like, good weapon. Yeah, uh, not as good as a, a pool skimmer, like from our last episode, but oh, still yeah. pretty good. Um, and he's like, next time you're going to come in here, you're going to be singing falsetto or some shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of a fun line. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, the thugs are not buying the line that he uh, sells them. And then this is when we see the guy comes back, grabs the drugs out of the double dragon machine, and then takes off. And they're like, he just stole our, you know, stash. Our stash, yeah. So all the thugs not run the out of there. And this is when they, um, Alan Thicke has the opportunity to talk to uh, Penny, and uh, he's like, you know, maybe these guys are too stupid to get with me and, uh, you know, get in the fast lane and make yeah. some action movies. But she wants the big break because he's like, I'm here to basically to try and, you know, find some locations for shooting, which is, you know, a lot for a director. Usually you have, um, I'm sure you would know more than me, John, but you have someone that's like the. What's the term for that? Where they go and and um, look at places to film scenes. Yeah, that's a location scout. Location scout, yes. But no, this guy Alan Fick, he he's a, a go getter. And uh, well, he go gets and gets uh, friendly with our female lead Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they jump in his car, and then he's like, on the way out, he goes, he pulls up, he's like, hold on, I gotta do something. and he like stops by the thugs who are running around chasing this guy, and he he goes. Lose something, James? And I wasn't sure if he was referring to the drugs that were just stolen or the girlfriend that he was stealing from him then. Yeah. Oh, I assumed it was the girlfriend. I did too. I wasn't sure. Like he was like rubbing his face in it. Like he's rolling up with this girl, like you lose something when like it's next to me. I feel like it was the drugs, but at the same time, it was like also a snatch show woman. Did you notice that he had his personal car on set of the fake like interview thing that he set up? Yep. Like I was just like, this is not real. Like, he, he's got this, like, Studebaker. Studebaker. Like, which, I don't know, I felt like didn't really match with the whole presentation of his character, right, guys? He should have had, like, a... Like a Lamborghini. Exactly. Yeah, he should something... have had, like, a 80s, mm-hmm. like, like flashy car. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he likes the retro look. That's true. We saw it later in some of the home decor, which we yep. will get to. We're Let's get to there. it right now. He takes Penny home, and what does this place look like? I gotta well, say, oh my god, the barber shop. Like, what? What do you call that? A the po- post? barber pole. Oh god, I love his house. Really? Yeah. Tell us more. Well, it's just great. It's got the little bar, but the bar. The it's not like a. Yeah, it's like a soda, like jerk bar. Yeah. It's, it, it, it literally it, it says ice cream soda is uh, on yeah, top of the bar. I was not feeling that. Decor. He's got a good-looking motorcycle back there. I don't know what it was because it's blurry as fuck. That was my one of my drinking game yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Also, when, when he pulls into his like a uh, parking area, like he just mm-hmm. like parks like diagonally across the thing. He's just, like, it's his house. No yeah. one else is parking there. Yeah, true. Who else is parking there? Nobody. Mom, dad. Mom, dad. Now they're dead. Brother. Nobody, no brother, no brothers, um, but no. And he's got a glass door fridge full of like champagne, baller. Well, yeah. So he basically says to her, he's like, um, he's like, you know, she's kind of not not resistant at all, but she apprehensive. He, she's a little apprehensive, and he he's like, um, well, you can come in and 
we'll have a couple of drinks and you can leave whenever you want, which is sort of creepy because he's like, you have to come in. And I, I felt kind of creeped out by that. Oh. She's on board, dude. Yeah. Well, she's trying to get the break. This is true. But I, it was at this point, actually, that I was so appreciative of her mic of expressions. And I just felt like there was something kind of familiar about her. I was watching this with Tom and he, mm-hmm. yep, you know, you know. So I looked it up and actually I do recognize her. I just saw her in something like last week. I was watching the show on Netflix, uh, Georgia and Jenny, and she played one of the characters, uh, boyfriend's moms. It, uh, just curious. Does she play a similar character or a little bit different? Definitely different. A mom. Oh, okay. You know, so. Well, she could be a mom then, too. Well, um, I don't know, like she a suburban, was. like, spoiled mom. Not spoiled. That's not nice. Um, you know. Also, um, I, I didn't recognize her from this, but when I was looking at the IMBD list, she was in Killjoys for an episode, which, as y'all thing. know, I love me some Killjoys. It's one of my favorite shows on Sci-Fi Channel. Kiri loves the Joys. Um, um, yeah. How about that gun case, too? Right yeah. next to the to the motorcycle that he Rudy has, like a about. weird display case for like multiple shotguns, mm-hmm. and I totally thought that was going to come into play. It does a little bit. I it mean, does. it gets, it gets broken, but I thought somebody was going to like. Oh, he does. Um, and yeah, uh, Cooper, as the our local motorcycle expert, do you realize? Did you figure out what um, kind of motorcycle no, I it was? Tell. Mm. Probably a Harley. Harley? I couldn't I it was tell. A Honda. No. Come on. A guy like that's not going to have a Honda. What the hell, Tom? You Get out of here with that. <laughs> a Honda Cruiser motorcycle is something someone would get if they can't afford a Harley Davidson. I just wanted to get Ooh. under his skin. It's true. I just wanted to get under his skin. Don't you dare. I'll get under it, I'll It's get a Harley. I'm sure it's a Harley, but I couldn't tell what it was. Um, exactly what it was. <laughs> so his bar is pretty dope. And then His house is great. No. And you hated it. I did. And then wow. we have a great bath bathroom scene. Well, bef- okay, just real quick before the, the before the bathroom scene, the thugs from the bar show up. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and he's ready. Oh yeah, like oh, man. he was just like like she was like, all right, I'm going to go into the bath, and he's just like sitting at the door, like I hope fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum show up real quick, and he can pull his little tiny gold gun out again. Well, at first I was confused why the door was unlocked. Exactly. Like, no, no, no. He, he uses the knife. Remember, he's like, "This will just take a second, and he doesn't even like. Oh, really? Shimmy I missed at all. that. Yeah, that, that was a, another one of the things I say for a drink was every time a knife gets oh, the flipped blade. out, yeah. the switchblade. Yeah. Oh, I definitely saw him open a knife and walk up to the door, but I didn't see him like pick the lock or whatever. No, he. It just took him a second. But he was waiting there with his golden little gun. Yeah, and he put it right in his face, which means you got to take it. Drink as take a drink. If you see a gun to a head, man, take a drink. Yeah, uh, I love how he like pulls him in the door, and his friends like don't even try and like <laughs> r- come in with him. He's just they're like, well, all right, he's gone. Who's our new leader now? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I really, I felt like again, this is really establishing it. We've seen him doing an interview where he's acting tough. You're like, okay, I get it. You're trying to act tough in front of a like a reporter, and you have this whole scene orchestrated. But then when he's all by himself in a bar with a bunch of dudes closing in around him, again, he kind of has that bravado. He still thinks he's like hot shit because he directed some action movies. And now, again, someone's coming to his house, but this time, you know, he kind of has the upper hand because it's his territory. But we have not yet seen him in any type of vulnerable spot. Like he really is embodying this. Mm-hmm. Macho, like he reminded me of Chris Hansen. <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? Like the way he, the he looked, haircut? the same haircut, and the way yeah. he was like kind of like very overly confident. Like, well, that's like, the it, thing. Like, when, when the guy comes uh-huh. in the door, when he puts the gun to his head, it, it reminded me of being like, he says, "Why don't you have a seat? Have a seat. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> have a seat right over there." 
No, but I, John, I hear what you're saying. Like, I feel like the the hitchhiker with his buns was kind of like trying to give us the impression like that this guy, this guy thinks he's tough, but he doesn't. I got to say, this guy's like a thug. Alan Thick. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like mm-hmm. he's never. He's just got nicer clothes. And I'm not going to jump ahead. He's no better. But I'll. Yeah. It's like this guy's. Uh, this guy. I feel confident saying this guy kind of is a tough guy. You know what I mean? I think that's a safe. You know, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think it's a controversial statement. I'll say that. Yeah. He's not a street guy, but he's a tough guy. And so, Petty's. Um, she, she's out there to try and make a break as an actress. Is what we're being led to believe. No. Yes. And so yeah, she. And, and the other weird thing is that he's like, yeah, you guys are idiots. Um, because I'm trying to make you all get like a break in the industry. And when they come back eventually to to his place, um, it sounds almost like what's the head douche the dumbass name, the guy who James James yeah they're like James is like I want to break too and I'm like all right well just try out be chill and yeah hang be out chill with yeah come and hang <laughs> out with us trying to do your girlfriend upgraded or whatever and yeah do you yes. remember um I don't know where really where we are I know she got out of the bathtub. Oh, bathtub scene's great. And you didn't see any boobies, and I was a little disappointed. Kiri and I laughed so hard at the scene. <laughs> so this is a, a, a couple of drinks, because there's a huge, gigantic robe. <laughs> like multiple robes. Take a drink. Yeah. Yeah, she's like doing the classic thing, like like raising a leg in the air and like soaping herself off, and then he, you know, blocks us he off ruins from the boobies. Yeah. Well, I wonder if we had been watching this on Daily Motion, if we would have seen boobs, because I do show nudity in this show. The oh, Hitchhiker. maybe we saw oh. the censored version. Well, that's the only version available. So why'd you yeah. send us the bunk link, John? It's the There's, only one there I, is. I didn't send it. Oh, Tom. <laughs> why'd you send us the bunk link, Tom? I didn't send any link. No, I think we had to find this one on our own. I just sprinted out of here to go find <laughs> the fucking, not the Daily Motion one. She's a beautiful woman. Her yeah. hair was well, fantastic. she's looking in the mirror. I gotta say... Can we talk about this scene? Well, she's looking in the mirror, right? Right. Yep. And she's wearing the blue dress, and she says... Oh, that whole nephew. She says, I've always thought I looked like an Egyptian princess. What? Yeah, it's like, excuse me, you're not only are you white, you're blonde. What the fuck? And yeah. also, nobody knows what she looks like except for, like... Like stencils on a wall, like hieroglyphics, yeah. right? And oh, like um. And he he name dropped. Uh, sorry, she names dropped Nefertiti. Yeah, Nefertiti. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. I like all last, I heard was Egyptian which allows princess. our producer to whip up a big story, a grand story of how we would use her acting. Oh yeah. And I like he tucks the last a part gun into name. her garter. Titi. Oh yeah, and then they have a little sexual kind of weird gunplay and a gun is again put in someone's face and this time in Mr. Thick's face. So yeah, they they bang in the weirdest bedroom uh, that I've seen I think in a lot of these shows that we've done before. Yeah, like an inside the house balcony round bed. Yeah. It's like it, a loft studio. Yeah. It's a loft. Yeah. It, it is It looks loft. like you would uh-huh. lean over it and like put like coins into a thing and it would vibrate like in those old <laughs> motels back in the day. I was probably very cool back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I what, use what's, one. What's the what's the allure Magic to the, what's the allure to the the vibrating bed? It feels good. You got a fucking tense back, man. Yeah, it's like a massaging chair. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was like sex related. Nah, I mean I can't imagine how. Well, that's what, it's always you just like lay there and it vibrates for you. You ain't got to do nothing. Well, like you put your uh, let's so see, just right on the bed. no 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 like you straddle your lover or whatever and then you just fucking lay there. Oh, and let them, so I wonder ju- if that works. So just like normal sex. I don't know. You just lay there and do nothing, basically. 
yeah, but the vibration adds yeah. an element of. I feel like it wouldn't do anything. She crazy. falls for his shit in like one day, too. By the way, not even like one night at the She's bar. She's got stars in his eye or her eyes. Well, yeah, he's a big time Hollywood fella. I mean, he's dude, obviously rich. He's Mickey Black. This is we're talking about Mickey Black. Yeah, he's done such movies as. Do you remember the names of the movies? Oh nope, shit! I nope, can't remember. Nope, nope. He he names them off when he's in the bar, but yeah. like I didn't I didn't gauge them. They, like they weren't funny enough to remember. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. he he's done a couple movies and like he's like surprised that they don't know who he is. Like his like, right. reputation precedes him. Let, let it, we can cut this, but let's play a quick little game of like what do you think the names of his movies uh, were? How about Bath of Danger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Broken Blade. <laughs> parking retro your car. asshole. <laughs> retro asshole. <laughs> parking your car. Uh, Golden Gun Two. The uh huh. Awakening. <laughs> the Awakening. And then Golden Gun Three. The Avenge. Oh yes, Ooh. of course. Steel Bar. <laughs> I'm done. Mot- <laughs> motorcycle in your living room. <laughs> Guns in the sky. With a Z too, of course. Guns right. in my house. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Where are we? So, Oh, wait. They, I'm they, sorry. Can I bring it back real quick? No, real you quick. can't. All right. When they're having that conversation about she thinks she's an Egyptian princess, mm-hmm. she's talking about class trips, and she's throwing shade on class trips, which pissed me off. I loved class trips. Who didn't? Mm-hmm. Who said a day Ugh. away from school. Yep. We have to leave school and go to a fucking... Museum? Cool. It's like, who in their right mind didn't like that? Dude, I went to Catholic school. We used to do field trips to the old folks' home, the convalescent uh, home, and like visit with them. In that case, I might not like it. No, it was nice. It was (laughs) Was really nice. Yeah. Pray with them in their last moments. Months? I I guess, years? I don't know. (laughs) Walk past someone's door. Crying for help and ignoring well, him. Well, I know some of it's us on this job. podcast have a heart. <laughs> no, uh, do you guys have a favorite um, class trip memory? Yep. Let's hear it. Growing up here in uh, Alameda. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Uh, we would, uh, I remember taking a nice, uh, awesome trip over to Alcatraz as a oh, kid. Oh, very fun. That very is cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. That is a good and one. I was like super into it because I was like, Hell yeah, sticking to the man, escaping from prison, making a fucking like paper mache head out of like clay and like plaster you scraped out of the wall. Yeah, and like toilet paper and shit. I yeah, think. I was like, I was like so ingenious, like yeah. so amazing. They still have never recovered any bodies. Like as a little kid, you know, like it's such a tall tale, you know, it's like so mm-hmm. like exciting to think about, you know, and it's like you could go to like other historical places and be like, there was a battle here or like whatever, like this is where so-and-so assigned whatever the fuck. And like, I don't know, it's much cooler to be like these people, like, you know, the Birdman and, you know, Al Capone, like these like crazy, like famous people. Notorious gangs. He had the syphilis. That's what he died Yes, he did. What about you guys? You got some favorite class trips? Yes. Once when we were at the convalescent home, it was a social hour and we were (laughs) serving them. What? No, it's just right. (laughs) Okay, yeah. We were serving them ice cream, and it was a butter pecan ice cream. I'd never tried it before. It turns out it was bomb. Oh, my God. And that's when I learned I like butter pecan ice cream. Butter pecan. It's up there for me with uh, pralines and cream. It, right. There's something about that, so like good. nutty, creamy, yum, mm. yum. I love mm. a good nut. Mm-hmm. Creamy nut. Especially a creamy one. Uh-huh. Cooper, yourself? Uh, fourth grade camp was pretty good. Where'd y'all go? We went, That's it? No, no, no. Fifth grade camp. We went to Santa uh, Cruz in the, the woods, in the nice. redwoods. Camping overnight? Yeah, well, like in a cabin. Any a scary cabin. stories get shared that night? No. But 
I woke up in the middle of the night. I had a really stupid moment. I'm going to tell this story real quick. I woke up in the middle of the night. Fifth grade camp. I had to pee so fucking bad. And the bathroom was like down the way. So I had to run out. I ran out of the cabin. And I was about to start peeing my pants. So I unzipped my pants. I took my, my wiener out. I can call it a wiener because I was 11. And I started peeing while I was running. <laughs> and it got all over my pants. And then eventually I had to stop and I started peeing on a bush. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? I could have just done this to begin with, but I was like half asleep. And so it's bad. And the worst story. part of the story was that I <laughs> that, that was the only pair of pants I had. And so I had to wear them for another two days. So you walked around in piss pants for two yeah, days? Yeah, they smelled like pee. Why didn't you pack other pants? I have two Ask my mom. Pants. Oh, 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 mom's oh now this Everything's is getting my mom's even fault. deeper. Yeah. No. But yeah, that happened. And it's just so. I was half asleep and it didn't occur to me that I could just walk, literally walk around the backside of the cabin and pee in the bushes. Just to finish up real quick, um, I think I've told the story in the, on the podcast before with you and me, uh, Johnny Boy. Um, I, when I was in like, I want to say sixth grade, I was part of the recycling crew at, cool. our, at our local, uh, my little tiny high school, or um, grade school. And... Uh, we took a trip down to go see our governor because we were part of the, we were really, really good recyclers. And we took like, instead of taking a bus, we took like four different or five different teachers' cars down there. And um, this girl, I won't say her full name, but Kristen H. wrote a sign that said, help me, I've been kidnapped. And I picked the sign up and held it in the window. And then we got pulled over by the state police. <laughs> And they were like, uh, my poor teacher, Miss Fougere, she like, you know, the, the cop is like, uh, well, someone called this in saying that this kid's been kidnapped. And I, I took the wrath for Kristen, which was bullshit. Did you have a thing for her? No. Oh. You held up the sign. She was cute. But, uh, but I did was like. Did she hold it up? I held the sign up, but it? she wrote the sign. Then you're at fault. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But either way, I took the rap for it. I got suspended from school. Um, and then like I had, a very educational class. And then trip. my my mom made me um, write a letter to the state police, like apologizing for wasting their time, basically. Mm-hmm. And then remember the cops sent me a letter being like, uh, sure, like this clearly wasn't a fucking kidnapping or anything, but your mom is clearly crazy. So no, it's, it's fine. good to take responsibility. It She's is. not no, crazy. I, I do She's responsible. It. New Hampshire police are too busy. Dealing with Peter Griffin. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> That's Rhode Island. <laughs> Whatever, same thing. I'm um, sorry, New England. But yeah, listeners. no, that was my favorite one. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I was a legend. I remember uh, someone drew drew a picture of me on the kids that were in a different car. They drew a picture of me in uh, in prison <laughs> behind bars. <laughs> Already bald. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's get let's wrap this episode up. So um, the the thugs show up the next day, like we said, they smash in all their shit. They oh, catch... that was a that was a jarring um, shot when they when we were I watching don't know. it together. Did you guys catch this? That in the shot where the guy knocks in the back window, you see the backyard of Alan Thicke's house, and there's a kid's playhouse there, like a slide. You got to have kids' playhouses. Well, uh, clearly think, they were just, it was like in the background of the shooting location for mm-hmm, the episode. Yep. It was just like, is that Alan Thicke's slide? Like, <laughs> I like how, I like how yeah. much they broke the window out too. Like, like uh-huh. if you're a thug or a slug, whatever you want to say, <laughs> you, you're busting through the window. You don't need to break it that clean. Like, he's like, oh, I don't want to touch the glass. 
Okay. Uh, well, this is the best. This is one of my favorite parts of this episode is because the, the guy, Bowie, mm. uh, is the character's name. Uh, we met him uh, the first time uh, Alan Thicke came into the bar. He's... Uh, He's really having a lot of fun with this character. Oh, the fun guy. Yeah, he I shows love up. Him. Yeah, he made the fun Marilyn Monroe comment at the yes, bar. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's like, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm Marilyn Monroe. But yeah. this scene where he rolls in after James and the rest of the thugs are like, you know, holding them hostage. Yeah, and he's like eating this big ass messy sandwich. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And Way he, too much mayonnaise on that thing. Do you think he squirted all the... When he rubs on his face, it's like... It's all mayonnaise. It's all mayonnaise. I'm like, did he squirt like mayonnaise packets just right in the front of that Dude, it looked like <laughs> it looked like Alan Thicke had just finished shaving, and he had shaving cream all over his face. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It's like... This guy. I don't know. Like he, Okay, so this guy, Bowie, Maybe. shoves his sandwich in his face so hard, it's like... Ear to ear. Like, it's crazy Full how it's slathered. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is the, that's why he has the barber decal in the thing oh. behind him because he's got, you know, this guy the, shaves it looks with like mayonnaise. The, this guy it's shaves with mayonnaise. Specialty mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah. This guy, Bowie's mayonnaise. his name? Yeah. I feel like he would have been at home, like, with a 1989 Batman Joker's crew. Yeah. With all the sunglasses it, and the boom boxes. Was it weird that that made One me, year later. Was what? it weird it made me hungry? I also really? got hungry too. Oh, I, I wanted that sandwich. I wanted that sandwich. I liked that sandwich so much. Sandwich was like shit. No, it reminded me of like one of those nice pre-pack ones that you get from Safe Safeway. Or you like know, a, when it's like the French the French loaf that they take like and they the cut it in half. Just bread, the lettuce, and mayonnaise. Oh no, there was some bacon in there, for sure. That, that was a BLT bacon. sandwich for sure. So you think that guy keeps pre-cooked bacon in his fridge? He was frying bacon before they woke up. Maybe. Yeah, but that delicious smell is gonna wake you right up and get you ready for breakfast. That's right. Mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> well, whatever the case is, he he smears it all over Alethic's, uh face. Yeah. And uh, again, um, Alan Thick is acting like a total badass. He's not intimidated by these guys no. breaking and entering. They all have guns. They're breaking his shit. Like he seems just like a little bothered, a little annoyed. He's cool and collected. Mm. Yeah, a little unexpected, but um, it changes though a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, James, the lead thug, uh, he lunges at Mickey with a knife, and Mickey does this, excuse me, Alan Thickey, Mickey, whatever you want to say. Yeah. He has this really cool move where he karate chops James, knocks the knife out of his hand, grabs the gun out of his waistband, and I was like, this dude's fucking badass. Yeah. Whether he's faking it or not. Like, well, that's the thing. He's That's the thing that I kept thinking. I was like, this guy's not faking it. He is a thug. He is a badass. You know? I, yeah, because the, the, the hitchhiker well, at the beginning is like, well, yeah. this guy thinks he's like no. in a world where yeah. he's a badass, and then but he's things not. get too real for him, and it's like, no, he's, this is his, like, vibe. He likes this yeah. kind of shit. Because he makes a guy, he has a knife, and the other guy has a gun, and he's like, drop the, drop the fucking gun. Yeah. And the dude, do you know what? This guy actually loved his girlfriend. James? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he, he definitely, I think, felt insulted and like you know he felt he like victimized yeah he was cucked mm-hmm. big time mm, yeah um and then when alan thinks like what you think i care about her he calls her street street meat. meat i love street meat that's a good band name i can imagine imagine like a shirt with like i mean i can imagine a shirt the 80s neon font says street meat see oh. i was thinking like street meat but like it's spelled in like um like meat flaps you know kind of like lady gaga dress <laughs> like you know, street meat but in yeah. like meat lettering. That's a merch idea, right? I think it's there. a merch idea, yeah. <laughs> Street meat. I'll, I'll get working on a couple mock-ups. I'll, I'll show Hell you guys yeah. what I got. <laughs> All right. And then, yeah, um, 
she gets pissed off and she picks up the knife because she's like, I ain't no street meat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he grabs her, he takes the knife, and then he all of a sudden is like holding her hostage. Like yeah. they are Cuts like. her face. Because then he got the gun. Yeah, which is like so messed up. Like cutting her face like that. Like yeah. what the heck? And she dies immediately. Well, there's no, there's <laughs> no blood. I, I, I wonder. Yeah, what the fuck? I wonder if they, like Al, they were like Alan Thick, just go crazy, man. Just like feel it out, have some fun, improvise. Yeah. And he like pulled this like you know fake ass yeah. rubber knife Fire. out and like dragged it down her face because there was no blood. I she, thought it was just like. Okay, the resolutions. Maybe I thought it not split open even when she was on the ground. No, it looked like there was blood on her cheek. There was definitely a little bit of blood. Okay, I, I didn't see it. I must have missed it. Oh, yeah, I'm, I didn't I'm, see it either. I didn't pay two dollars for it, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a, okay. I'm annoyed, and this is why it lost. I, okay, I'm not. I'm skipping ahead. This, I. Why did she die? I was wondering that myself. She had like they didn't show her knocking her head on the way down. No. Like, give me something. And we, even if he we cut the shit that, out like, of her face, you're not gonna die immediately. We talked about this when we watched it. Um, it was mm-hmm. my second time watching it, but like normally it's like they bang their head on like a countertop or something like but that. But she did. No, she didn't. No, she had two HP. You know, she had not like <laughs> <laughs> she had two HP and got thrown on the ground. Wound. It was a flesh wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, so I can only. Th- I mean, that was my like conclusion that was like yeah he threw to the ground he must have snapped her neck or something like that but after she falls to the ground and dies mickey's like hey it was an accident and i'm like well clearly it was an accident like you did yeah. not mean to murder this girl right here and now yeah and like but still his actions i felt like if he it, wouldn't have taken it so far being so tough and then she shouldn't turning. have been in that position at but all i gotta say the law is probably going to still be on his side here, right? But we even had... Okay, so... We think. <laughs> Bowie. Yeah. So this guy Bowie's fucking Mr. Sandwich Man. Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Oscar <laughs> Mayer. Fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. Best foods. Uh, he is like, actually... Well, so, okay. So, James punches Mickey in the face. He's pissed off. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? You just killed, like, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then Bowie rolls up. He pulls a gun on... Alan Thick, take a drink. And this and is a big one. This is not no little tiny gun. No, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's about to shoot him in the head, and then all of a sudden you get a little bit of switcheroo, mm-hmm. and instead of holding the gun on Alan Thick, he trains it up and points it at James, and he's like, yeah. "Actually, I'm an undercover cop." <laughs> yeah. And his badge is like very it's small. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I loved the twist. I thought it was fantastic. You, I didn't expect it. I gasped. It was and great. it also helped with the question of like, it's going to be like, he said, she, well, he said, he said, right? Yeah. But now there's a cop. So like, the truth will be told. But yeah. is the truth told? Because Maybe. I really feel like it was an accident. It was. It was an accident that Mickey Black. I mean, so maybe it's in, I don't even know if you'd say involuntary manslaughter. I feel like it's just a straight up like manslaughter, right? What? At I least. think the law is going to be on Mickey's side here because they broke into his house. Yes. He came at, she came at him with a knife. And yeah, he didn't have to scratch her cheek and kill her. But <laughs> you can always spin your, that. You say she came at me wall. with a knife. Do you your know what the, the annual death clearly. count of people being scratched on the face? <laughs> Thousands. Well, but clearly they smashed up his house. He's walking from this. They smashed 100%. his bar up real good. Not too. to mention how rich he is and the lawyers he can afford. Yeah. So it's like the hitchhiker would would have us think that he's been like given this cosmic justice, but that's true. I Maybe really not. don't think so. Mm, yeah. No, I, I can see where you're coming from, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So it ends with um, everybody goes to jail. Everyone yeah. goes to jail. Uh, the cops pull off with them, and then 
Bowie walks back into the house, and I'm like, is it your house now? Yeah, yes, <laughs> right. I was like, I what's the, the same significance thing? of him going right. back in there? He's going to go make himself another sandwich. Yeah, I think you're right. I thought he was going to get his old sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't finish that sandwich. I he was like, exactly. this <laughs> sandwich has Alan Thick on it. it he takes even the, better. He takes the mayonnaise off Alan Thick's face, and actually, like, actually, I kind of want to use this right. anyway. <laughs> it's how it works. If whatever cop arrests you owns your house. Gets after. to move in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gets to Fuck. move into your house. We're missing out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the last little bit we got, okay, the uh, the hitchhiker shows up, Mr. Page Fletcher, and he goes, um, oh, actually, before that, mm. when uh, Bowie is talking to uh, Alan Thicke, and uh, Alan Thicke's like, hey, you know, you should try out and try to be in one of my movies. And uh, the last thing that Bowie says, he goes, I don't think so. I'll see you in 20 years. And you don't even want to see my encore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like... That's best, was... best character in the episode. I Bowie. Bowie I, rules. Bowie rules. Bowie's fucking awesome. I like him more as a villain than I do as a cop, but still, he's good. But I gotta say... I like him more as a sandwich maker. To the end, Mickey is hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about... He's like, I don't give a fuck. He's not. But, okay, no. so I don't know if you guys... So, if we put it into context so upon second viewing when i already knew that bowie was an undercover cop mm-hmm. when they're in the bar at the beginning and they're about to fucking like kill him it's like this guy's a fucking cop and he's like no he's not look at he's, his clothes I, I saw that so like you you understand that this oh, undercover cop is trying to protect this guy yeah, no, from I not saw that. getting like fucked up in yeah. this scenario that he's out of his element he's yep. like no no cop would dress like this they did they did a really good job of like doing that to show like this little tiny nugget that you get and then they also make him be, be this kind of comedic like over-the-top goon what's yes. the sandwich you know and, and i saw that too on my second notice when i was uh watch when i was watching with kiri makes and then, sense he's well, making then, everyone laugh he's fitting in and then well. later on when all the thugs are in his house and, like, uh, you know, they're having this standoff between, like, James and Mickey. He's like, um, don't do this. Yeah, like, no, well, yeah, he's he's trying to convince James not to do that. But then also, like, when all the other thugs start closing in, one of the thugs has a shotgun. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, mm-hmm. like he's stopping. He's de-escalating things. No, he is. No, that that's my point. Yeah. That, that but it's great. It. It's great to have a character who actually, like has a logic to what he's doing and not like behaving one way in one scenario and a different way in another and, one. And it's especially not throughout yeah. the episode. Exactly. And that's one thing. It's like yeah. you don't want like at the very end to but like have this, this person just like yeah. switch all of a sudden. You're like, oh, but and like, oh, when you like, again, your point you're making is like they actually planted these little seeds yeah. throughout the episode where well, you're like, oh, I, yeah. Now in hindsight, he was actually like kind yeah. of the one that you would think would be a flip. Well, I think that's how you pull off a good twist, right? Because there's twists where there's no evidence, and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck off, like, what? <laughs> I've but been undercover like, oh, for two years yeah. trying to stop this $1,800 <laughs> drug deal. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like that. And I'm sure he was probably annoyed that he had to um, blow his cover when he did. Well, he's no, he, he was sounded stoked. like he was happy about yeah. it. Yeah, he came up with a big fish. Exactly. Yep. Much bigger than he expected. Oh, like a manslaughter charge and... Breaking yeah. and entering? Instead of just simple, like, you know, and drugs. You don't get in the newspaper for that. $1,800 in drugs? <laughs> murder? I would think so. No. Especially with the producer? I would totally think that's Dude, gonna be in the papers. Yeah, exactly. So. This is, yeah, this is like yeah. uh, LA, baby. Like, he's down in the rich area. All right, well, that's it. That was a great episode. I think I picked a decent one. I hope you guys liked it. We'll talk about it right now. And here's our Creepy Crawlers! And we'll start with you, Johnny Boy. Okay, so, um, 
let's start from the beginning. This has Alan Thicke in it. As far as star power is concerned, it's this guy, thick. yeah, it's, he's got a, he's got so, he's got a thick. How do we call uh, Coop called it a swinger? <laughs> um, it was. He's not the type of actor who you see in movies. He is a television actor. So seeing him in a, a role like this where he's not playing a sitcom character is kind of a refreshing turn for him. What? Sorry to interrupt. What's he best known for? Growing, Growing pains. pains. Oh, right. Yeah. Just JK. Yeah. Um, so I like that he was in it. It had some star power for me, especially I like seeing him in a different capacity. Um as far as the story goes, I thought it was a little vague at the beginning. I think we're all on the same page about that as far as kind of jumping in without a whole lot of context of what's going on uh, when he was in this alley and what it was trying to set up for the rest of the episode. Um, you know, Paige Fletcher, the hitchhiker, is talking <laughs> about how this guy gets lost in this fabricated reality that he creates for his movies. And, you know while living in that world things kind of get out of control and have a deadly end that you know has some serious repercussions but i really agree with coop in the sense that he didn't seem like he was faking it it didn't seem like an act at all it seemed like he really was confident and he really wasn't scared and he really did feel like he was like untouchable and had this upper hand mm -hmm. which is cool like i feel like that's a great mentality for a anti-hero she is to have um you hate him but he's also you're kind of rooting for him a little bit um i don't know there was some cool parts about the apartment i thought a lot of it seemed very dated and not great um i like the idea of having this um person from the streets this this girl penny you know seeing an opportunity to kind of do something more and seeing this guy as a lifeline out of this life of you know dancing on a in the bar and it not working out for her. She's using him. He's using her. Um, and the sandwich part was funny. Shit. I guess I would show it to somebody if they wanted to watch The Hitchhiker. I was like, yeah, this one's got Alan Thicke in it. Let's watch it. Um, I guess I'll give it a 6.75. 6.75. All right. And why don't we go ahead and hear your creepy crawler score, Coop. All right, so um, I'm giving it a... I initially wrote down 8.5, but I'm doing an 8 out of 10. Out of what? Mm. Out of 10. Creepy Crawlers! All right, so I'm subtracting. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty cool. I love the costumes. Yep. The action. The acting was pretty cool. And I just love the overall vibe of the whole thing. She rocked it. The cutoffs. And that one guy... So funny. What What do you think about the uh, the? Uh, you talking about the undercover cop? Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. But, but, do you like that twist? Yeah, actually, I did. The twist com got me completely off guard. I was not ex expecting it at all. We said the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know. He was funny. He did funny like bad guy stuff, and then he was also the hero, which was cool. But anyway, so I'm subtracting a point because I don't think someone would die from getting cut on the cheek, and I'm also subtracting. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this is fair. Let's hear it. But I am subtracting um, 0.5 because it was really short, and I feel like it could have been another 10 or 20 minutes longer. Oh, that means you liked it. I did like it, and I feel like the story was good enough that it could have been drawn out a little more. You needed more. Yeah, so, I wanted more. Mm, Left me wanting more. What's your <laughs> overall score? Well, but I'm also subtracting 0.5. Let him get to it. Because of the beginning, uh, and I had no fucking clue, and they didn't really set that up well 
I was like, of, what's happening? I have no idea. A lot of points. The in interview. The interview. Yeah, yeah. So that was my minus two points. Other than that, it was it was perfect for me. So that's my score. Uh, Could you see yourself as one of those slugs? I'd love to be one of those thugs. And you know the thing is, slugs. hipsters in, in Oakland dress like those thugs now. Yeah. <laughs> just he, funny well, no, to me. Johnny called them slugs. Slugs? No, I he said thugs. That. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. that's me. Sorry. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> no. Tom's hallucinating <laughs> again, which means it's... More fake ears. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's my final score. Eight out of ten. Creepy crawlers. All right. All right. Very respectable score. Thank you. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought Alan Thick. you know, I always give a point for star power. Point right there. Um, similarly to John, if somebody wanted to watch an episode, you know, you're just like hanging out and like, oh, I like shows like this. I think it's a great example to show. So that's five, right? So we're at six. And the ending, it knocked my socks off. I was not expecting it. It tied together something that would have been loose for me at the end, which is the, the he said, he said of it all. Um, but having a cop there, right? And that's going to be a clear narrative. So I gave it an 8.5. Whoa. Wow. Very good score. I think that's what, what did Cooper give it? Eight. So I just want to clarify, um, you know, not that I'm disputing anything. I guess I would have, rather than clarify, I want to point it out, Tom, that she gave the last episode two creepy crawlers. <laughs> I did. Two. I did. And she gave this one 8.5. Yeah. You know what? There's your I can justify. I break it down. She Look Listen. at my paper. It is broken down. It's not like I'm pulling this shit out of the air. I just think it's crazy. Just because I usually am the higher <laughs> voting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, I've been a little I'm, icy. You're right. <gasps> that's right. Ice queen. <laughs> Those ice shattering. Again, all I'm doing is pointing it out. Go ahead, Tom. What you got? Um, you guys, as always, made really good points. Um, uh, would I show someone? Yes. Um, I think it was a fun, it was a pretty quick episode, which is kind of nice. Um, of course, we always make, like, hours out of it, and we also squabbled a bunch. So it was, uh, this episode was actually fun. I did find it hard to root for anyone in this episode. I didn't feel like there was like a person that you wanted to get You weren't behind. rooting for Penny? I actually, oh, this is crazy. I really was feeling for James. <laughs> I mean, for the kind dude of at with the, the end hair. of it all, yeah. Like, he's just like, was he a product what? of his environment. Right? And he was just minding on his beeswax. He looked like an indigenous person in too. Like, he, he looked like, I don't see color. We're on his side, is what we're saying. I guess I just, I, I, I felt sympathetic towards him. I didn't feel like he went out of his way to do anything or cause any trouble. Like, this fucking asshole walked into his world, fucked shit up, turned it upside down, and then, like, you know, he he was more a victim. Great yeah, point. Yeah, no, I Great agree. point, actually. Absolutely. Also, he, the, the first time we introduced him, he's fucking dumping off $200 of this guy's fucking heroin bill. He's like, he's like... Oh, you don't have the money? Like, all right, I'll give you free eighteen hundred instead of two thousand. I'm like, this guy's the fucking man. He's reasonable. Yeah, and his girlfriend's just fucking sitting there, moving her ass around. And honestly, I really like Bowie too. These thugs, like, I yeah. think Bowie and, yeah. and Penny. Like, okay, I brooded for the Penny. thugs were the heroes. Yes. Oh mm -hmm. my god, I was actually gonna, that was one of the points I had in my notes was like, I think uh, Bowie is the more interesting story. Like, it would have been really cool seeing him like get his way into this fledgling fucking heroin operation in a strip joint that 
there's four people and they all work for you that are there. Like, I don't know. I, it, to me, that was kind of odd. But I think it would be much more interesting. I didn't like uh, our our director, dude. He was kind of a douche. And his place was very, like, uh, gross. I didn't like it. I didn't like his weird uh, balcony bedroom. I'd be worried about falling off that. Um, that being said, uh, yes, I would show this. Um, no tits, so that's definitely not um, going to bump any scores up. But, yeah, I think I, I actually enjoyed this one. I, I chose it, so I, and that's not going to bump my score or anything. But this was fun. And the, the twist at the end, Kiri, um, I had already watched it, but Kiri um, and I watched it together yesterday before we went to the beach. And it... That it twist at the end, yeah. that twist, literally you like sat up mm -hmm. on your couch and were like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So I think that, that that scores a big point for me. So I'm going to go with the solid 7.75000001. You're so dumb. Creepy crawlers. That's, uh, can you round that up or down? 7.00000. Okay, so we got a 7 from Tom. Um, but yeah, we're looking at, uh, the water, the sun setting, the sun setting on this podcast right now in more and just ways thank than you one. so much for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with us and please come again. Do you guys have any last thoughts you want to leave them with? Cause mm. I'll just say, if you guys are going to reach out to us, uh, please feel free to tweet at us. Our Twitter is at short and spooky. If you guys want to shoot us an email, our email address is short and spooky at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love moms. We love Alameda. We love dads, too. We love dads. Dads are great. Um, and what else do we love? We love Shorties, spookies, <laughs> eeries, and sniffies. All right. That's a lot. We I have a lot of love to give. Yeah, there's a lot more we could name. This what is else? true. We love Snaz. Mm -hmm. We love my dead cat, Osmo. Oh, we Osmo. <laughs> Can we go out to, like, a cat song? Yeah, right now we're going out to our closing song, which is Jingle Bells as performed by cats. Oh, man. I'm petting cats while I'm just tucking so much pussy right now. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Bye. <laughs>